1: Hello, thank you, thank you for that. Thank you, my baby. Thank you for that introduction. Thank you, my virtual crowd. I appreciate that. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee with a quick topic today. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk, W B O C R T. W1964 Blah, blah, welcome To the show One day I would be on my own radio Show, I will have my own Internet radio station And I will really have a W Blah, 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 this and that <laughs> So, it's just like a Like a brush up a, You know, getting myself prepared when I do have my Radio station and everything uh, Like that, you know, so To get, and you might say What's your radio station going to be about it's gonna be about the Bible. It's gonna be about the word of God. It's gonna be about certain events that's going on. But I wanna just get get the, get not my voice out there, but more broadly, it's just another avenue that I can use to get God's word out. Nothing fancy. But basically I would be more alive. It not it won't be a lot of pre recording recording, excuse me, on my radio station. Uh, there will be some little music, but not a lot, because it's going to be a talk show station. That's basically all it's going to be is a talk show. Um, I'm looking forward to have guests, real guests, you know, like, not like audio guests that I have on uh, body press, real talk, this show, but like live guests and whatever like that. You just have a little talk show and whatever like that. We could talk about the Bible or we could just lift up Jesus and different things like that. What's going on in the church today, what's going on around the world as well. So it's going to be both of them together. The talk show is going to be worldly events, local events, and Bible study and Bible talk all together in one. But it's all about the Bible. It's just like putting Connecting the Dots and Body of Christ Real Talk together as one. So, it's going to be one show that's basically going to interchangeably talk about Bible study, talk about Bible events, talk about worldly events, going to talk about different topics and different guests and different subjects, all leading to a biblical perspective. But the main goal is for people, men, and women around the world to be saved and to hear the word of God. That's the main purpose of my radio station. I also heard whichever one platform that I use, I haven't decided yet, or when, that I will use, it, I will be able automatically to reach certain more people with the radio. You know, but, you know, that's people have their different kick on it, their different hits on it. So all is going to go, it's going to go, it's going to depend on me still marketing and getting stuff out there. So this radio station will be connected the Dots, Bible Study, World Events is going to be talking about business, how to start your own business. It's going to be what. You know, not whatever, but it's going to all be biblical, biblical perspectives on how to do business, you know, how to study the Bible, what's going on in real world events, how did this apply to the Bible, what does God say about this, have fun laughing, joking, stuff like this. It's going to, I'm trying to make it a fun show in the Lord, but it's going to be straight out, still real talk and truth, but it's just like, it's, it's all, the only difference is it's going to be like uh are uh, two, are twain, connecting the dots and the body of Christ real talk together, conforming together on one show. So you're going to get both body of Christ real talk and connecting the dots on this show in the future. Okay. So that's going to be one of my things that I will be doing, lowest willing, next year. I don't know when. Uh, it takes a lot of time to put in radio the way I want to do it. In order for me to do it, that I have to be at least four times doing that because my goal, like I always say, is to do ministry four times. It's very important for me to do ministry four times with no distractions, no distractions at all. It's very important. Let me turn this pause, this television. I'm sorry about that. But that's the most important thing that uh. That I feel that God has called me to do, you know, is full time ministry. And I don't have no whims about that. I always wanted to do that. You know, basically, I wanted to do it in some type of building or whatever like that. That still is a possibility, okay? But a radio show is one of my future desires. you know, one of the desires of my heart. I know God don't mind doing that, putting desires in your heart, or whatever like that. It's nothing I got to do, but it's a desire that I want to do for the Lord. You know, as well as my two other ministries for the Lord, which is connecting the dots and body of Christ, real talk. Also, I'm still planning on doing some video. I'm gonna. I want to get myself busy in the Lord more. Not wore out and get so busy. See, in order for me to do these things, I have to be free. Free as in what, Joe? From a job. I always often talk about that. In order for me to do God's work and be, you know, be able financially take care of myself, I have to get my business things together and whatever like that. So it will not be any distractions when I do the Lord's work because I don't want to be bogged down. You know. Uh, and work and can't do God's work and or bow down to God's work and not, and then I'm trying to worry about working and stuff like that. Well, you know, you understand what I'm saying. So it's going to take some time. So it's all in God's hands. It's just me. It's just up to me to be patient and get prepared for those things. Okay. Also, this is my two hundred and fiftieth show. Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you. My two hundred and fiftieth show. Going into the New Year's, Lord's Willing. Thank you all. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right. Yes, 250. This is 250. You will not hear nothing from me, Lord's Willing, again until New Year's and whatever day that'll be. So I don't have a topic to really talk about today. I just want to say, first of all, this is about 250th show Thank God, you know, it's it's having been a challenge. It's been fun and it's been challenging. And I and uh one of the other things I'm gonna do, which I talked about then on my other show, Connected to Dots, my Bible study show, that I'm gonna reach out to a broader audience. I'm gonna send my links out there. Uh I had a website, but I, I might have to do another website. But at the time being, you know, I have been kinda of lazy. I had not been, I have not been really pushing my show out there, you know. And files that. I'm not going to blame it on nothing but me. So, you know, but I will push my link out there so a lot of people don't know not uh, nothing about that. I have a show. I have cards to pass out. And I haven't been doing my due diligence doing that. So, you know, I need to get get it out there because people need to hear some of the things I have to talk about. You know, they might agree and they might not disagree. It's okay. But it's all about getting information out there because there's a lot of information on this show that a lot of people— That that's really interested in hearing. Not the ones that don't want to hear, but the ones that's interested in hearing. I got to reach those folks. I try not to concentrate on the same people all the time because some people just not gonna get it, and some people just don't want to hear it, or they just don't agree. That's okay. Or they scared to hear it. But the thing for one reason or the other, my future plans also is to market body of Christ real talk and connecting the dots more. To a broader audience, not only in the USFA but around the world as well. I have, I have international listeners that download. Thank God for those international listeners. I have them more on connected dots. I have more international listeners around the world, mainly in Europe, like Germany, Spain, etc., and places like that. I have listeners from the Philippines. I have listeners from Italy. You know, my largest listeners, list, of course, is our largest audience or downloaders. Of course, is in the United States, of course, and then it's Spain, and then it's Germany, and then it's Spain. But thank God for that. I didn't know I was going to reach that far, but I thank my host, which is uh, 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 Anchor, as well as uh, Spreaker. I don't know how I'm doing it internationally on Spreaker as well, but I'll look into that later. My goal is not to have a big, giant twenty or 40,000 listeners. My goal is for people to hear the truth and get saved. Hear what's really going on around the world. Some good, some bad. You need to hear it both. But my main goal is for people to get saved. All right. My other main goal is for people to start studying their Bible after they get saved. The other goal is for people to come into the knowledge of the truth. It's the same format that uh, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about in First Timothy. God's number one will is for all men to be saved and women and then coming to the knowledge of the truth. So salvation is number one when it comes to the station for men or women to be saved and then coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's very important. What I'm finding now, or what I found out this year with all the mess been going on, But what I have been finding out when I talk to people or when I listen to people, a lot of people without knowing, and some might be sincere, and some just don't want to give up their ways of living, they always have excuses why they're not saved or why they don't somewhat go to church and why they don't believe in Jesus. And some of them is very legitimate reasons, no doubt. Legitimate reasons. We all have those type often have those type of questions without being answered the right way. A lot of answers come in a denominational spiritual way, way of answering something. But you know, that's not working with a lot of people. I have learned since I have been saved and since I have matured in the word of God, and it took some time. It took quite a bit of time that I don't have an answer for. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com
1: All your questions I can give a person Enough information But it's still going to take that person To believe it Let me say that again When you ask a question Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why God doing this? Why Jesus doing this right there? Yes, I understand it This is a sincere question I can answer you in a biblical way now it's up to you to research that and believe it and receive it or not so I'm getting to the point I'm not going to try to force it or try to make you or try to tell you so many things and it's just going to make you more confused I didn't got away from that and it can't, I, I'm not going to try to ask you what I do now I just go to the next person because some people are going to question until they fall out. They're going to doubt until they fall out. And, and a lot of times they make up excuses not to get their life together. See, a lot of them don't want to change the way they're living but they make up excuse why I don't believe in Jesus and why I won't do this because of this reason, because of that reason. Some sincere, but I believe a lot of them don't want to give up what they're doing. They think it's about stop sinning and whatever like that. I try to explain to them about that part. It's been tucked away already, but people still have to believe it. My point is no matter how I try to answer your very sincere questions or some of them just for debates, but I'm just talking about the people that ask certain questions why did God allow children to die like this? Why did God do this? Why God allow all this murder? Why God doing this? Why blah, blah, blah. Those questions are answerable. But you still have to believe it because it's still going to sound far-fetched to you because God's ways are not our ways. Let me say that again. God's ways are not our ways. And sometimes we can be over-analytical and try to over-explain something to an unbeliever. And we forget they're spiritually dead. They just don't get it. It's not up to me and you as a believer to beat somebody with the Bible and force them. And look down on them because they they're not getting it. It's not for us, it's not for us as ambassadors for Christ to do that, man or woman. It's not for us to do that. When a person asks a question, if we don't know it, don't try to explain something you don't know. I don't know everything why God don't do things. Let me let me let me say this. I know this supposed been a quick topic, but this is very important. Going into the new year. I can't explain why God does everything. I can go about what this Bible says why he does it. I just believe it. Say, Joe, I got the I don't need to see it. I don't need I don't need no special proof that God exists. I don't need no special proof why God does what he does. I don't even have to agree with it. I just believe it. Okay? I just believe it by faith. That's me. And the Bible requires that. God is not going to come to your level and explain everything to you because this finite mind won't be able to comprehend his ways anyway. It takes the spirit, man, to trust to believe God. And that's by faith. We will get a better explanation why God does things I believe only. Only. When we get to the heavenly places, we still see things partially while we're here on this earth in these mortal bodies. God's ways are not our ways. Like the heavens is higher than the earth, it says in the word of God, I think that's the book of Isaiah, so is God's ways. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. I cannot explain God to you, especially the wise. I can give you a biblical perspective. I can give you what the spirit of God tells me and my spirit of why he does those things. And then I believe it by faith. I can't make you do that. I can't make you believe it. It's just like when a child, a little child always, oh, why, why, why? Why? You just said, because I told you so. You'll know, you'll understand when you get older. I found that true about myself with mom and dad and people told us, don't do this, don't do that. I didn't get it then, but I understood it. I, I understood it after I went through the fire and I matured. Then I started uh, teaching others about that. It's, it's basically the same thing. You have to grow in the things of God. But Another issue with questions and people that's seeking, trying to find excuses not to be saved or get right with God. It's another reason for that. It's still going to take your belief. It's still going to take your belief. The majority of the things in the word of God, listen carefully and closely. The majority of the things in the word of God, the scriptures, you have to believe by faith because they sound weird, they sound different, and they sound strange. The majority of the Bible. The Bible is not a simple book. Let me say that again. The word of God. Don't never let nobody minister. Nobody tell you the Bible is a simple book. It's hard to understand in a way because the way God moves, he does things. It's supernatural. We can't comprehend supernatural things. So that's therefore, that's why we have to believe it by faith. When Abraham was told to put his son on an altar, you think he just said, oh, sure, God, I'll do that. He done it. But you don't think he done it reluctantly and he had doubts? I'm not in Abraham's head. But what did he do? He done it by faith. When God told them to march around, uh Joshua and march around that building in Jericho seven times and a building would fall. Don't that sound crazy? You think that sounded normal to them? No, it was abnormal. God does the abnormal. That's why they call it miracles. He does super miraculous things. He does things that cannot be done by any human at all. Or any other being or spiritual being. See, it's certain things God told them in time past to do. When he told them to walk across the sea and the waters open, Moses just believed God and done it. And the sea opened all by faith. All by faith. Well God told Gideon Gideon to go to Nineveh and try to get them right, and preach to them. Never did not want to, uh, uh, Gideon, I mean not Gideon, but Jonah, uh, I'm oh, getting all mixed up now, Jonah had to go through the whale, which sounds like a fairy tale story. People don't really get fit. They always ask, why? How did that happen? They because they're looking in a humanistic way, not the God supernatural way. He told him to preach to Nineveh. He had to get chastised and go through the well and the well spit him out and everything because of his disobedience but he finally went reluctantly by faith okay when Jesus was walking on the water towards the boat towards Peter there he was walking on the water and Peter hollered out Lord can I come to you Peter wind up walking on the water Before he got to thinking the world and what was around him, and he started sinking down. But what happened? Jesus pulled him back up. Peter could have walked all the way across if he didn't get distracted. See, all these things we cannot understand and cannot explain. I can't explain how Jesus walked on the water. I cannot explain how God opened the sea. I cannot explain why God allows certain things to happen in this world when it comes to children or allow so many abortions or all these murders and all this other stuff going on. I cannot explain that. But I know his grace is sufficient. I know he's in control. I know his ways is better than my ways I know he's always right and not me no matter how I don't understand or don't agree with it I know he's right okay that's key of understanding the ways of God God is not going to stoop to our level to make you and I believe him he puts his mandate out there not a force mandate, not a meaning in that way. He put his way, like Joshua said, you choose your way before me and my house. I'm just saying in a layman term, I'm going to follow the Lord. It's a choice. He tells you in his word how to be saved. You either believe it or you don't. You can question all you want to, but it's still going to take your belief. It's still going to take your belief of receiving that. That's why it's important to be saved first and then come into the knowledge of the truth, not the other way around. You have questions, but man, get your life. It's us to get your life saved first because you're not promised day by day. You could be debating and thinking and listening to other people talk you out of your salvation and your assurance for eternal life because you doubt this. You wonder about this. So your faith, you don't believe God because what's going on around the world because you have been taught the wrong perception of what God should be doing. The God you thought she'd be doing this is a total different God of what you think. If you read the God in the Bible, God took out nations, God took out families. He's whatever God you have been taught, I can believe, I really believe it's not the God of the Bible. It's the God, denominational or traditional God you have been taught. But if you read that God of the Bible, which a lot of people make up excuses not to get saved because they're seeing what God done to me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: And they ask you, if that was a God, how could he allow that? That tells you that was a God. God is the creator. He can do those things. It's just like if you made something, you create some things to live and you create some things to fall. You could destroy some things that you already made. You understand what I'm saying? Now, in the sense of God, God can do all whatever he wants to. He is the creator. He doesn't owe us nothing. If anything, we owe him. He don't owe us an explanation. He don't owe us nothing. He just tell us to trust him. And some people cannot accept that. So they would die and go to hell, mad at God, you know, and this and that. Okay, another thing you need to understand, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. In other words, Satan is the god of this world. When he stole the keys from Adam, when Eve sinned. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. All this stuff is happening is because of Satan, sin, and self. Satan is the problem, sin is the problem and yourself. I call it the three S's. Okay. Now you need to remember all this stuff going into the new year. We're not promised day by day. I'm not promised, but I know where I'm going. If something happened to me, if I don't wake up or whatever, I know I'll be instantly with the Lord Jesus. Because I tuck it by faith, by believing that he was my savior by what he done on the cross. I don't have a lot of questions no more about that. I just believe God is sufficient. I believe God knows all things. He knows what he's doing. That might sound cocky. Say, Joe, you don't believe that. I ain't say I felt like it. I ain't say I felt good. I ain't say I agree with it. I just say I believe it because he's right. I'm wrong. He's right and I'm wrong. I had discussions with people about that. They say they doubt and they're not sure about this, or whatever, like this, because of what happens around them, or they felt God should have been doing this. They don't read their Bible, and then if they do read that, and they would say they still won't understand it, because they're still not willing to take that mantle of salvation and get a better understanding that God's ways is higher than our ways. We're not gonna comprehend the majority of the things of God why he do things you're going to get stuck on why and you might go to hell because you're stuck on why so it's just a choice you might not agree the way God does things that's your choice. that's your choice. God gives you a choice. He's, he never tried to force you to do nothing. He's more lenient today than he was in a time of the law. Under, when Israel was under the law. Man, you better thank God you're not living in those days in the times if you was an Israel, if you was a Jew. And what they had to get through, what happened when they just disobeyed or didn't follow the correct uh, steps that God told them through his law. And the law was for Israel and a few proselytes which is Gentiles but there was the law and the covenants and promises was made to Israel you don't want to have to deal with that today I don't know why people put themselves back under the law it was 613 laws you had to obey All the majority of people just think about the Ten Commandments no it was 613 laws or observance you had to obey You break one of those laws, you broke the whole law according to the Book of Galatians. So I don't know why people put themselves back under the law. I don't know why certain faiths and groups and sects, sects, not sects, C-E-X, I'm talking about S-E-C-T, sects, or even cults, put themselves under the law. The majority of them saved anyway. And they interpret the Bible. They won't interpret the Bible. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'll leave it for connecting the dots. But uh, what I am saying, before this new year, Lord's willing, if we make it through the new year, don't wait till the new year say I'm going to get saved. Why? Because you're not promised. You might not make it to that new year, even though it's tomorrow. For some. Depends where you live at. And if you do, Lord's willing, make it through the new year, the enemy will attack it in the way that you go keep postponing. Postponing, it. postponing. It. I'm finally saying that word way. Right. Not postpone, but postpone of your salvation like it's something to play with. So, I want to leave you with this. I don't have an answer for everything you ask. And you ask the same question over and over, and you still have your doubts. Some of you don't even know if you're saved or not. You can't be on a fence with salvation. Because God, I don't know. God knows if you're saved or not. Not me. That's between you and God. I don't know. I can go about what you tell me. I might hug you and do all that. But I don't know if you're saved or not. Just go about what you tell me. I don't even think you know. But God knows. If you're not reading your Bible, you're not studying your Bible. Let me put emphasis on study. If you're not studying your Bible, Because reading your Bible is not going to help you. The Spirit of God can reveal more things to you when you learn how to study your Bible. How to study your Bible is a lot of tools out there on how to rightly divide your Bible. I'm not going to give you tell to go get commentaries and stuff like that because I don't trust commentaries. You have to be very careful when you study your Bible. The translations are very important. I use the King James for study. And that's my main Bible. But I also use the living Bible when I want to understand things more plainly or whatever, because it's okay for them. I don't know what translation you're going to lose. Everybody argue over translations. I used to. I don't get into that no more. I just want people to be saved. To me, I think the King James Bible is the word of God. You know, it's the book today to me, for me to use. I believe that Bible was more pushed for people, the King James people other other believers are different I'm not here to argue about that, I'll leave that for other grace teachers you know, to uh, get into that, I'm I'm not educated enough off on that, but I know enough I, I read the history of the King James and I just believe I think it could be some work done with the King James but not a lot, but once you get to understand, I think the King James Bible is the Bible to start off learning about you just have to get off your laziness and try to learn it. There's many tools out there to learn the Bible, Possess the Holy Spirit that's within you. You just got to have a hunger to want to learn the word of God. Now, that's something you need to be thinking about now, not went to next year. God is not looking for, he don't get into New Year's resolutions and all these traditional holidays and like that. No, God, God is now. God is always now. See, God is always now. He know what move we're gonna make before we make it anyway. We procrastinate all day long. People make resolutions. I'm gonna get closer to God. I'm gonna join this. I'm gonna get saved. Don't play with your life like that because you're not promised. Especially, especially when it comes to salvation. When it comes to salvation, get saved now. When is the time to be saved? Now, not tomorrow, not the next hour. Now is the time for salvation. Many people have died procrastinating about getting saved. Have died. Now it would be different if you died and you was already saved, but I'm talking about the ones that procrastinated about salvation and died. For what? It, the importance is not how they died. It's that they lost their life. They are gone now. And that's it. Now they're in a holding spot called hell where they're suffering now. That's why I don't like when I look in YouTube and I look at uh, mainly Facebook and I see people passed away. And you're getting all this rest in peace rest in peace. Do people really know what they say when They say rest in peace. Get out of there. Oh, this is just a cliche or a nice thing to say to the family. Rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace. I understand the metaphor. I understand that. But for believers to say rest in peace, that tells me you don't understand your Bible. You don't study your Bible because you know there's a hell in heaven. And if a person was never saved, never saved, they're not resting in peace. If a person died and was never saved, when a good person died is not saved, it's no different than a bad, somewhat of a bad person died is not saved. They are suffering in hell. There's no rest in peace. I'd rather not say none of that. I just say my condolences and I'm sad to hear what happened. I don't put no rest in peace. You're giving people false hope. A lot of people already know that uh, people was living like hell. They're not resting in no peace. Because something sound good and a majority use a term, don't make it good. you went in the heavenly pearly gates now. Where did that come from? That's not the Bible. I'm not saying this to be mean, but we need to stop that as believers. I can understand the unbelievers, but when believers do that, that tells me you, you don't know your Bible or something. Because if you read the Bible, you know if they're not saved, they're not resting in peace. If they're saved, yeah, they're, uh, they're jumping for joy. They're with Christ now in the heavenly places spiritually until He comes to get their bodies. But if they're not, saved, those ones I'm talking about, they're not resting in peace. And we need to be honest with people. When people talk about, you think he's going to heaven? You have to be honest with people. You don't know, because I don't know. I could talk to you or whatever like that, and I give you a straight out way I feel about it. You know, Father said, if we get, ever get into, a, if I ever get into a conversation like that, I which I really I, I hope I never do when a person says, my child going to heaven. Now, if it's a baby or a child like that, I believe they're in heaven. No doubt, I believe that. But when it comes to, only God knows, like I said, when it comes to over the teens or whatever like that and stuff like that, I don't know that either, but I can, I can assume all I want to. All I can just say, we can just hope. But some people, you already know, no, they're, they're not going to heaven. They live like hell. They ain't had nothing to do with God. Some of them curse God. ain't no sense of like, or oh, maybe no ain't no maybe no. but at the same time, I don't know if they gave their life the ones that dying and were suffering all of a sudden. I don't know if they gave their life to Christ. only God knows, but I believe the majority of them know. no because the Bible it talks about the, the way to the hell is wide. The gate to heaven is narrow, but the way to hell is wide. Because good, decent people go go to hell because of their unbelief. Not their sins, it's because of their unbelief of not accepting Jesus, of what he done on the cross. Not because of their sins, that was taken care of on the cross. Whether you believe that or not, it still taken care of on the cross. It's because of their unbelief. That's why hell is broad now, and that's sad. I'm talking about the good people that went to hell, because they, they they depended on their good works. They depended on this. They depended on that. They depended on going to church. They go to church. They go to church, more than to save people, and never was saved. There was religious. It was caught up in traditions, and never got saved. So it's gonna be a lot of people that <coughs> excuse me think they were saved going to heaven. It's not going to heaven. When you are saved, you should be bold and know it, because the spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to confirm it through your spirit that you are a child of God. You're going to know it. I know I'm saved. Now, that's not because I'm brand—and when I say that, I'm not talking about the way I act because I mess up and I struggle with quite a few things. I'm talking about my spirit, man, is saved. I know that by a fact. My flesh is still somewhat messed up, but my spirit, man, is saved but I strive to make my fleshly better. But I know it's not a lot of hope for this flesh, but you can do better in the flesh. But the spirit man is the one saved. The spirit man is the one that's going to go to heaven when I die. My body will be renewed later. When I catch the way of the church, the rapture of the church, I will get a brand new body to go on my spirit. But now this flesh is tore up, but my spirit man is saved. That's the one I need to strengthen, not my flesh I need to work on my spirit man to help my spirit man that's saved, that's eternally now. I'm internal already. I'm eternal already, my spirit man, the real me, not this flesh, okay? And a lot of you can comprehend that because we so fleshly and worldly minded. So back to what I was saying, stop. Asking so many questions and just saying, I do like, It, it sounds good to some people. Yeah, I can comprehend. I can understand that. But you can be, you can question yourself to hell, or if you already say you can question yourself to unhappiness and not fulfilling the joy here on earth that you can fulfill of growing in the Word of God and getting the Word out. We ain't. Get, we don't get saved to just sit down and wait for Him to come get us and talk about why, why God doing this. We get saved to study God's Word. Get saved, study His Word, and tell others to, about the good news. What Jesus done on the cross, and how they could be saved. That's what we do as ambassadors. Not feel sorry for ourselves and be doubting God all the time. You could be saved and doubt God, and don't get don't get no rewards when you go to heaven. You're going to be saved, you still go to heaven, but your rewards be nothing because you ain't never done nothing on earth to win nobody or talk to nobody of Jesus because you don't know nothing about him. because you you. 60, 70 years old, still a baby Christian and still asking the same questions. Paul rebuked a lot of his believers. He rebuked the Corinthians for that. He told them you guys should be eating meat now, but you're still drinking milk. And a lot of people will go to heaven, still babies. I don't want to be like that, asking the same questions. You're going to doubt even when you're saved. You have questions, but try to move on. That's how you're going to grow. And the more you grow and study God's word and let the Holy Spirit feed you with that truth, you're going to have less questions. And some things are going to come to the point, I can't explain that. I just believe it like me. I can't believe, I can't understand the treasure and the wise and whatever like that. But the God of the Bible, I see why he done certain things, wiped out certain nations. God knew, let me throw something out here. And I got this for somebody else, but this is very important. Then I'm going to close it with this. God knows. When God wiped out nations, when he told Joshua and he told a lot of them to wipe out nations and all that and everything, the Canaanites, to wipe them out because the nation was wicked. Was it children there and women? Yes, it was. He said wipe out all of them. Why? God already knew those children were wicked. I believe every child that God wiped out is with Him in the heavenly places. He already, because you got to remember, God knows the past, present, and the future. He knows how those children would have been. They in a wicked nation, they would have became wicked. They would have been touched. That's why Israel couldn't be around. That it would have affected them, even the children. So God wiped out all all nations. Why? Because He's God; He can do that. Yeah, children, we think we know better than God why He does that. God is the author of life and death. He can take it and he can leave it. He's the author of it. He allows it. The children that get killed today, get raped and get aborted, that with God, I have no doubt. Nope, that's not in the Bible. But if you know the God of the Bible and the love of God, the only way you know that if you study the Bible, not just read to study it, that those children They didn't have no accountability. They didn't have a chance to hear the word of God. Of course, they're saved. When a person comes out mentally retired or whatever like that and they pass away, I believe God gives them a chance. But God knows how much they can understand. How do we know that that mentally retired person don't understand salvation? Only God knows. I, I don't have an answer for that. So stop asking me those questions. Stop it. Stop making up excuses not to accept Jesus in your life. Because you pictured and you painted a certain God that's not the God of the Bible. Or you listen to other people. Even some family members that told you what God to do, how God is. Or you listen to certain preachers that this is going to happen in your life. You'll never get sick or whatever like that. That's not the Bible. That's not the God of the Bible. So it's your fault. If you go to hell, it's never God's. It's your fault. Okay? We have a loving God. He gave us uh, sixty-six books of the Bible to read His Word, to study Him. The Bible is God. Who is about Jesus? It's all about Jesus. There always been a Jesus. There always been a Holy Spirit. Okay, Jesus wasn't first born on the at the manger. Jesus always been. Okay. Jesus is not God's, let me put this out there. Jesus is not God's firstborn. Israel is. Jesus' angels was called sons of God in the Bible. Okay. Jesus is the begotten son. There's two ways you can look at that. Two translations, probably more than that. Begotten can be one and only, and God. God can be begotten. Also means the the uh, the special one, the one that fulfilled the promise that God that fulfilled what He have done at His resurrection, not His birth. His resurrection is much more important than His birth. Not belittling His birth, whatever date it is, but His resurrection. Okay, that's how He became begotten the special son, the special one, not God's only son, not God's firstborn, Jesus was always here. He's, I am the same as God. Now, could you understand it? Could I understand it? No, I have no, man, I get a headache trying to understand it, but I believe it by faith. You got to go beyond your feelings when it comes about faith in the Bible. Let me say this again. You got to go beyond your feelings because your feelings will deceive you. It will block out your faith. You could you will continue to ask questions. and help. You need to get around certain negative people. You need to get out of some of these bad churches. And you need to just get in the word of God and let the Holy Spirit teach you get around the right teachers, how to rightly divide the word of God. I ain't talking about me. I'm just talking about you need to search. You need to search. Study to show thyself approved and workmen that need not to be ashamed. Rightly divided the word of truth. That's what Paul had to tell Timothy. Rightly divide the word of truth. All Bible is truth, but you got to learn how to rightly divide truth from truth when it comes to the word of God. So going into the new year, Lord's willing, don't wait till the new year. Get yourself together in the word of God and salvation is for the day. Don't wait till next year and stop making up excuses. Doubt's going to come even when you say grow up, get out of it, move on. Okay. I can't help you no more. Whoever you are, mom, dad, brother, sister, I can't help you no more. That's all you and between you and God. Get out your feelings and just start believing by faith. Okay? God bless you all. Happy New Year to y'all, Lord's willing. This is Joseph Brownlee. Stay tuned for some very powerful topics that I'm going to be getting into going into the new year. Nothing fancy, nothing different, nothing spectacular, rather than what I just told you. It's just going to be straight out real talk as usual. God bless you all. Love you. Body Christ, real talk. Peace out. Love you, baby. Laugh out. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you, Lord, for this 250th podcast all about you. Peace out. Bye-bye.